Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. I'm so appreciative of having you share your time to listen to this. And today's episode, um, hopefully you're going to find a lot of value in it. It's all about setting you up for a strong financial 2022. So again, I think this is really important, especially because we're starting a new year. Um, I like to think of the new year as a great point to reflect, um, reset, recharge, And it really is a perfect time to check in on your finances and get some a goal or some goals in place. And again, that reflection piece, I think it's an opportune time, the start of a new year, to take an honest look back to reflect on the past year as well. And to really see, hey, what worked? You know, what might I want to improve on going forward? So using that reflection as an opportunity to look back Um, as something you're learning from. So not necessarily, you're not using this as a form of criticizing or shaming yourself. You're saying, I'm looking back to gain knowledge. So maybe it was that you blew through your holiday budget and you want to rein that in for 2022. Um, Maybe you spent more money on eating out than you realized and you want to scale back a little bit going into this year and be diligent about, you know, cooking your own meals at home and things like that. Um, Maybe you saved less than you would have hoped for or maybe you weren't able to save any extra at all. And this is, you know, again, a reminder for this year. Hey, I wanted to save money. I want to make sure that that is a priority for 2022 now. So again, you're just learning from this and with that knowledge, you can make any of the desired changes you would like to. So again, the knowledge that you gain from doing some reflection is powerful and it serves as, you know, some course correction too. So we can, we can learn so much. We can gain so much from looking back as well. So it's all, it's all good. It's all learning experiences and, you know, we're not saying money mistakes. We're just saying money lessons you know, experiences and, and there's value in that. So taking that time to reflect. Um, so in this episode, I want to share ideas that will support you in starting off 2022. I would love to see 2022 be your most prosperous year yet. So let's have that be the goal of today's episode. Okay. So the first idea that I think would, um, That's going to set you off with a strong start for 2022. So first idea for this prosperous year um, is to try incorporating some no spend days into your weeks or your months. So I honestly didn't know what a no spend day was up until a couple years ago, which is probably a tad alarming um, because it tells you that maybe I have a tendency to find ways to spend money. And so 
if you're the same as me or need some clarification. So what are these no spend days? Well, they're simply exactly as they're described. It means going a full day without spending any money. So it's very easy to spend money, um, all sorts of way to buy, shop online, and again, which makes it very easy to spend money. It's not a hard task to spend money. Um, go out anywhere with my daughter Ivy and it is very, very easy to spend money. Um, but have you ever challenged yourself to doing one or more consecutive no spend days? If not, I would say the start of this new year is a great time to take up the challenge. So these no spend days, it really helps to reset your spending habits and it forces you to get intentional with your money by having you stop and think, um, asking yourself, do I really need this? Okay, so that's what no spend day can really do for you. It's not just about, you know, being cheap and finding ways to not spend money. It's going to force you to reflect and think about, you know, where am I spending money? Where is all my money going to? Um, And then maybe help you change some of those habits that aren't serving you or not in alignment with where you want to see your money going. So if no spend days seem like a stretch for you, if you have never done them in the past, try starting out with just one day a week and then maybe have a goal of increasing it by another extra day per month. And again, this is really going to help shake up some of your spending habits. So maybe you say this first month, I'm going to have five no spend days and then next month it's going to be eight and, you know, on and on and on. The goal can be whatever you want to set it as. But anything is going to make a difference, again, especially if it's not something you've ever done or tried to challenge yourself to, it is a really good thing to try. Um, and the result of no spend days, what does it mean? Well, it's more money in your pocket, which means more money left for you. So I always remind people, you know, if you're not giving your money away and and spending on things, again, sometimes unnecessary purchases, it's just more money for you, more money left for you, for your future, for your goals, for the big goals that you want to build upon. That's what it means by not spending money, by having these no spend days. Um, And it gets you thinking creatively too. So if you're aiming for a no spend day, but you wanted to do an activity with your kids, for instance, then you can, you know, think of something that is a no cost sort of free adventure activity to do and even get them involved in the coming up with this plan of, hey, what are we going to do today? The challenge is we're not going to spend money. Um, Let's come up with, you know, some adventures to go on. And it's fun to do those kind of ideas and thinking outside of the box, especially if you're getting your kids involved. Um, It also helps you to, um, you know, eliminate waste or use up the things you have. So, Maybe you're, you know, thinking, I'm just going to order in tonight. It's easier. I don't want to have to cook. But if you're having no spend day, it sort of forces you to go to the fridge, look in the freezer, see what you have, what you can actually use up. So there's lots of benefits to these no spend days. Give it a go. I highly recommend it. Um, Another concept I want to suggest for a strong financial 2022 is to focus on your net worth instead of your debt. So the first reason I have for this comes from an audiobook I'm listening to. So right now I'm listening to a lot of um, material from Bob Proctor. And in this specific audiobook, I really liked where he said, um, what you focus on, you get more of. So I, I'm not quoting it directly. So <laughs> sorry if I'm getting it a little confused, but this is the concept. So whatever you're focusing on, you're getting more of. And that means if you spend your time focused on debt, 
guess what? You will attract more debt into your life. So, you know, that's not good hearing that. You're like, nope, don't want debt. Um, so if you have been focused on debt, try to change that mindset and say, and say, and say, <laughs> instead of um, focusing on debt, I'm going to focus on building my net worth. So again, my focus is on building my net worth. That's what you say to yourself. Instead of saying, I need to pay down my debt. I need to start eliminating my debt. Let's try to remove those words from your vocabulary and say, I'm wanting to build my net worth. I'm wanting to increase my net worth. And this serves as another important purpose, which is directing cash to where it's most productive. So oftentimes, people that come to me and ask questions with um, what should I do with my extra savings? So maybe they received a bonus from work or an increase in pay or something like that. And they ask, you know, should I use this towards my debt or should I use this towards investing? Well, if the debt in question is low interest debt, so for instance, maybe it's mortgage debt and it's a below a 3% rate. Um, maybe it's student loan debt. And again, it's around three or 4%. Or maybe it's something like car financing where you bought a new car and you got 0% financing. Um, so then technically, if you have this low interest rate debt, technically you would be better off to invest because um, just going off of past performance of the US markets, they've returned on average 8% annually since the 1920s. So of course, I can't guarantee future returns and no one can. And um, there's no guarantee, again, if that's what it's done in the past until now, um, there's no guarantee that that is the exact return that's going to continue on average per year. But based on these past numbers, and again, that's a lot of data. So we're saying from the 1920s until now, that you will have received over 8% on your investments. So um, based on being in a low interest rate environment, you'd likely be better off to earn that 8% or so as you would be outpacing your interest rate on the debt. Um, and again, depending on how much it is, <clears throat> you could be outpacing it by 5% plus. So again, more money in your pocket. So the math is the math. The math doesn't lie. I'm a numbers person. I look at math and I go, well, this rate is, you know, you have a car and some people go, well, I don't have a car payment, but I have 0% financing. Well, I mean, can you get over the fact that you have a car payment? Because with 0%, you could be putting that money elsewhere, earning any sort of return and outpacing the 0%, having more money at the end of the day. And then once you've accumulated that, you can always take that and pay it down on the car um, or, or again, just pay it off eventually when you're making the car payments. So again, math is the math. Math doesn't lie. The numbers are what they are. But what happens with money is many people will decide to go against the math and they'll say, well, I'm going to pay off my debt first. Um, and, you know, again, it's it's a feeling or they maybe they just don't like carrying debt. Maybe they were taught by parents, you know, it was drilled into them. Don't have debt. Make sure you get rid of debt. Like that was oftentimes I think um, generationally what, what we were taught about money is don't carry debt. Um, so if you're struggling getting yourself to follow the math, because again, I presented the math, the math is plain and simple. Do you want 8% um, or, or 3%? Well, if you can get eight, why focus on the three, right? Um, but 
if you're still struggling, instead of seeing the debt as a separate entity, see it as it relates to your net worth. So if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me talk about net worth many, many times. But just as a refresher, what is net worth? It's your assets, so what you own, minus your liabilities, what you owe. So all your assets, you can kind of sum that up in one column. All your liabilities, what you owe in one column. And assets, minus the liabilities, is your net worth. So again, taking the word debt out of our vocabulary and trying to get our head around that Where is my money better put to use? If instead of looking at debt, you look at your net worth, then what you'd be doing is you'd be focused on increasing your net worth. And how could you increase your net worth? You can do it in one of two ways. You can increase your assets or you can decrease the liabilities. So again, the mathematical equation being net worth equals assets minus liabilities. As the asset number goes up, that number your or your total net worth is going to go up. And then also as the liabilities go down, that number is going to go up. So you don't have to focus on the debt. You can focus on that assets column, building your investment accounts. And the math is still going to be in your favor because you're going, well, my net worth is increasing. My assets are increasing. So assets minus liabilities is now higher. Again, so if you look at that this way, you can maybe say, hey, with that bonus I received this year at work, I'm going to invest it in my TFSA account, my tax-free savings account, instead of paying off my car because my car is a 2% interest rate and that lump sum um, can you know, go towards, again, my TFSA. I can invest it. And then once I do the net worth calculation, the number has increased. I haven't paid down the debt of my car with that money. Instead, I've put it in the asset column, but the result is the same. My net worth has increased. So again, if you can instead focus on that full picture, your overall net worth, and have the goal to be increasing your net worth each year, then you might find that you've now removed the focus off of debt. So you aren't calling in more debt, just like our, you know, Bob Proctor has warned us, don't call in more of it. And you're also having mastered that math assignment of choosing the option that works that's going to yield you the higher return number. So again, you're growing your net worth even further by putting that money in the bucket that's going to earn you even more. So hopefully that makes sense. And again, this is a very important concept and how I'm hoping to help people get around that um, limiting belief in that kind of that pull towards not having any debt. Instead, if we can look at it as I want to increase my net worth, I want to constantly be increasing my net worth, then that that will help you get to the focus of what's going to increase my net worth faster. Well, putting that money towards a higher yielding investment is going to increase the net worth number faster. Um, The new year So that was my next point. Um, Another one. So this is um, another ways to be prosperous for 2022. So the New Year is often when we think of making RSP contributions here in Canada. So registered RRSP, registered retirement savings plans. Um, So you have the first 60 days of 2022 to make a contribution for the 2021 tax year. Um, so I like to suggest that people use the super saver strategy with your RSP contribution. So 
what is this super saver strategy, you might ask? Well, it consists of making an RSP contribution prior to the deadline. And then when that lovely tax return comes in as a result of your contribution, you take that full refund and you put it into your RSP or TFSA account. So you've essentially double saved. So you're not just taking the cash from your um, tax return that you got as a result of making that contribution and, you know, going down to Vegas and I'm just going to gamble it away, put it all on red. It was money I didn't have. And it's like a bonus that just came, you know, from CRA. No, instead, we're looking at this as a extra saving strategy. So we're putting the money away, um, money that you received from putting the money in the RSP. So it's a double savings by making your original contribution you received a return and then you saved the money you saved on your taxes. And that is the super saving strategy. So that's why I call it super saving strategy because I feel like I said the word saving over and over and over again. So that is what makes it a super saving strategy. Um, okay, another point or idea for 2022 to make it the most prosperous year, start off strong in your finances is all about being diligent with spending. So I highly suggest you do try to track or take time to be aware of your money and where it's going. If you don't foresee a way to increase your income, that is completely okay. Um, When we talk about building wealth and reaching your financial independence and your retirement goals, Oftentimes people think, well, I have to make more money. I'm not making enough money to get myself there. Well, there's another alternative for this. If you don't think you can get that increase, maybe your company's not giving out pay increases or something like that. And it's just to you then feels like an impossible goal to try to make. Well, there's another side to that and it's um, saving more money. So again, If you can save more money, that's also going to increase your net worth. Yes, making more money is going to do it as well. But people get too hung up on that idea of thinking you have to earn a certain amount of income to build net worth or or build your, um, you know, to get to that financial independence. And I can tell you based on years of experience working with clients that there are people that I would say have not made mass amounts of money, you might look at their mon- their um, yearly income and be quite surprised based on where they've grown their net worth to as a result or as a result of, of saving and ongoing saving. And again, it's being diligent and just spending less, finding ways to spend wet less. And then the less you're spending, the more that you're saving. So I honestly think that realistically, we could probably all find ways to come back, uh, cut back, sorry, on some of the unnecessary expenses and purchases. And again, just like in the first point about no spend days, the gain is the extra that you get to keep. What you're not spending, you get to keep. So a common theme um, that I see with clients that have been very successful in their financial lives is that they do have a strong awareness about their money and where their money is going. So knowing what's coming in and knowing what's going out, even wealthy, ultra wealthy people have that knowledge. They don't just um, you know, decide that they don't have to track it or think about it because they have 
lots of money, they've tracked it and thought about it. And that's how they've gotten to a point where they've amassed a, you know, a very good amount of, of wealth because of doing that behavior. So I know the word budget might make you want to just, you know, run the other way. Maybe you're like, well, turn off the podcast. I don't want to hear budgeting. Um, and, and I feel the same way, like sometimes budgets, uh, just seeing them and and when you see like a superb one done like online and something like that, it just, for me, it causes stress. I'm like, oh, how'd they do that? It looks so <laughs> organized and fancy. Um, but again, I'm not saying that you have to make this wonderful spreadsheet and spend hours recording every dollar spent, but I'm saying to to be mindful. It's being mindful of what's being spent. Don't be in denial. Um, be aware. Take time to gain that awareness. Um, I just watched the movie on Amazon Prime. It was called, I think it's called Queen Pens. I might have gone that wrong, um, but it, talking about this makes me think of it um, and her line in the movie where she says, um, watch your pennies and the dollars will take care of themselves. So that's what I think of when I think of saving money, spending less, being diligent about tracking. And I mean, if you've seen the movie, I'm not going out and I'm not telling you that you have to go out and, you know, clip a whole bunch of coupons and be a couponing queen. Um, But there is power to this statement that small amounts add up and small changes to spending behavior do um, make a big difference. I was watching the movie and Ivy kind of was glancing on part of it. And it was so funny because it was about like coupons. And she's like, this makes me think of Gigi. (laughs) That's her grandma. So obviously someone likes using coupons in the family. Um, But yes, again, it's, it is being mindful. I do like that line because it does get you thinking that, that we do have control and ability to um, build wealth. I think so much, so many people just think it's out of our control and it's just not possible for you. But doing small amounts um, on a regular basis, saving money, putting it away, having it compound is going to make a huge difference. And again, that's not based on how much money you make. That's based on how much you're able to put away. There's people that make a lot of money and are still, um, aren't able to put money away and save. And then, you know, they're not even building their, their wealth. So again, being diligent about where money is going is a very important part of that equation. Okay. Um, and finally, one that I really want to stress and is so important when it comes to wealth. Um, and that's why I call this the wealth and wellness podcast. And I have such a focus on incorporating, you know, wealth and, and well-being and investing in ourselves, um, being that, you know, you are your most important asset. Um, don't underestimate the power of investing in yourself. I truly believe that one of the best investments you can make is in you. So this year, I would love to urge you to have this, um, focus on designating the time and resources to yourself as well, not forgetting about you and investing in you. I am, probably one of the poster people for investing in yourself. I've done, you know, so many courses, education certificates, things like that. I've worked with life coaches. I go for, you know, I do the massages, the chiropractor, the naturopath, the energy clearer, the all sorts of things. And again, I don't look back on those and think of them as a waste of money. I don't think of them as like, I'm just throwing away money on all sorts of things. I see these as investments and they help me 
to really be my best self and thrive and grow. And in return, I'm able to thrive and grow in my business from that. So being my best self then reflects in my business and what I can accomplish in my level of efficiency. Um, So this includes life experiences too. Don't underestimate the value of amazing life experiences, those once in a lifetime experiences and adventures, um, checking off dreams from your bucket list. Those are priceless things. And I, you know, I learned that firsthand, like I recently took my daughter um, to Mexico and it was her first international trip. And I loved just seeing her in that experience. Um, like it's just, she was so, you would just see your, them taking it all in and it's, it's all so new and different. And, um, still when she hears someone like mention Mexico on like TV or in passing, she, you know, perks up. Cause it's like, I've been there. I know about Mexico. Um, so it's, it's so cute to just see that. And again, it was, I always dreamed of being able to take my daughter on trips and and go on adventures with her. And now she'll say things like, let's travel around the world and I want to go to Hawaii and Paris. And and I love that. Like she's thinking big and she's dreaming big already. And it's gotten her mind, you know, going, thinking that way and knowing that there are these possibilities and that you get to create the life of your dreams and and do the things you've always wanted to do. you know, this is, we're given this one precious life and we don't have an endless amount of time here. So there's, you know, I highly suggest and stress too that you're making sure you're investing in yourself and those those experiences that you've always dreamed of and not putting them on the back burner and pushing them off because I know we've had to do that um, for a while now during COVID. And, and so hopefully that it hasn't changed that you are going to do those. Maybe it's just delayed them and and push them out a bit further, but make sure you're doing those things. I love having those conversations with my clients of the big dreams and goals they have and what they're planning um, to do with with their finances that they've, they've been successful with their finances. They've done the right things and the right behavior. And now they get to reap the rewards of it. It's not because it, it's it's work and it, it takes effort and you have to have that that thing at the end that makes it all worth it. And that's what that is. So make sure that you're not underestimating that and make sure you are doing those things to invest in you as well when it comes to money and wealth. And that's all I have for you today. Hopefully, again, that you found value in this episode. And I'm so appreciative of you joining me um, and listening in. And I look forward to delivering another, hopefully, um, valuable, just as valuable, more valuable episode um, for next week. All right. Thank you so much. And I will catch you on the next episode. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much. And I will catch you next time.